Contest is scheduled for one fall with a two hour or more time limit. Introducing first the chains with a chainsaw Jason Wu mask from parts unknown California, weighing at 157 heads. He's mean, he's crude, he's rude, he's every favorite podcaster, Stan. Introducing next. Introducing next from Chilavista, California, wearing a pepperoni stain, honk if you like boobs, Alcapuco shirt. The gentle giant of the south, Ramses. Honk 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 honk. All right, ring the bell. Wait, we already did that. All right. That was awesome, though. By the way. No problem. Yeah. Alright, so welcome everyone to Count Out the Wrestling Podcast. Stan Ramsey's here, and we got a hell of a lot to cover, actually. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to be able to do another show next week, so we might as well just cover it now, and, oh my god, we have some things to say. A lot to say, and we just finished with, um, as of this recording, we just finished with Open the Limit, and holy hell, we got a lot to say about that, too. Oh yeah, we have. Oh, we gotta talk about Over the Limit. We gotta talk about Raw, SmackDown, Impact Wrestling, and um, that's about it, right? You don't want to talk talk about yeah. news? SmackDown. And well, there is one news I want to talk about, but it's regarding Impact Wrestling. So if, when we get there, I'll talk about it, and I'm sure you you're gonna flip a table with me or something. Well, there's two things I want to bring up really quick, if you don't mind. Mm, go for it. Or. So there's two things I wanted to talk about today. The first thing I wanted to talk about is that um, starting this July, we are going to have three-hour Raws. How the hell is that even going to work? I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> Those three-hour Raws are like the worst shows of all time, I swear to God. And now they're going to make me go through this week after week. It's like Chinese. It's like the it's like the tenth circle of hell. Just watching raw every like just an endless loop of raw. Oh god damn it! The, the more John Larry nice bits, more stupid stuff with like with like. Oh my god! It's like I'm already imagining this right now. Hold me. No. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> uh, and to me, this sounds like. It sounds like they want to either, uh, they want to either take SmackDown just out of the picture completely, or one of the sub shows like let's say SmackDown or NXT just out of the picture completely. I doubt it because I NXT. I don't know if you heard recently they recently moved into doing like group group um group tapings with with FCW. Hmm. So they're gonna okay. basically basically they're doing what TNA is doing, but they're doing a better job at it apparently, from what I've been hearing from the, uh, from the these recordings. But mm, my theory 
my theory is that I think they're testing out what works better for them, either going from like 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock or staying from 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock. So, with that in mind, the next bit of news is that Impact Wrestling, starting next week with their big time change, they will be going live from Orlando, Florida. Hmm. Okay, I like, I think I like the live part, but only a tiny bit. They, if they're still running the show with Impact Zone, I don't know how much difference is that going to make, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, like I like the fact that it's going to be live, and that means we're not going to have like these weird piped-in boos and cheers. It might be actually a little bit more legit. But at the same time, it's going to be like... You've seen those. We've seen a couple. We've seen production values on those TNA pay-per-views when they do it live, and uh, they're kind of questionable at times. Questionable? Are you kidding me? They suck. Like that area is just nightmare when it comes to, you no know, publicity, or fan interaction for that matter. Yeah, because I think like no, not just that. It's like they just don't like sometimes like they have production snafus like left and right. I remember it's like they were trying to play. I think they played like the same promo like three times at one point. So well, hopefully, like with live, at, uh, you know, with the live recording, that shouldn't be an issue. But at the same time, it's just like I still hate the location. You know, that's the issue. You know, if they, they're not gonna go. You know, road to road like. Other shows, obviously, but you know, it's just still it's it's my personal bias. Maybe it is my personal bias against the impact zone. You know, maybe. But I'm I'm like myself. I'm just more afraid of um. I'm just more afraid of like how the how everything's gonna be like just production snafus left and right. But let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. For the better. Yeah, yeah. So. Hope for the Um, better. Yeah. (laughs) With impact, right? Yeah. But that's the only major things I want to talk about because, like, it is, it's been kind of quiet in terms of news itself. Like, that's the two biggest things because it's like, that's the thing that's going to affect the overall wrestling for right now. So it's like, um, yeah. I'm not looking well, forward to one of these. <laughs> no, you, you brought up TNA. So there's one more thing I wanted to talk about. And I was going to bring it up when we covered TNA, but what the hell? I might as well just bring it now, right? And. Yeah, and that is that TNA signed Brooke Hogan. Okay, that's it. Good night, everybody. <laughs> See? See how bad it is? Oh, no. You're not even going to believe what Dixie Carter signed her up for. Go on. I know this, so just go on. Just say it. And it's like, oh, my God. I got... I, yes. I have something to say. I, the thing is, it's funny that you're, that you're saying this. Like I, rem- like, I was trying to remember what... what like, I heard this. I heard this. And it, I think it suddenly just it was blocked off my mind for how ridiculous it is. <laughs> and it's idea. about to get. It's and it's now it's going to be the worst idea ever because Dixie Carter apparently put Brooke Hogan as in charge, executive in charge of Knockout Division. So she basically just pawned off Karen Angle's um, position that she had, quote unquote. Yes. Oh my god. And we already know how how Hogan is backstage, man. <laughs> Where he's like, he just says a lot of bullshit. Imagine what kind of bullshit she's going to say. 
<laughs> like, like, oh, okay. So, like, Jack Jack Brothers, I was thinking, uh, let's, oh, I mean, Jack Jack Sisters, like, I was thinking, uh, let's have, uh, 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 four way, uh, King of the Hill match. I think that would be so wonderful. And then, not only <laughs> that, but, like, can we have, like, can we, can we get, like, Brian Knobs in this as well? And Bubba Bl- 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 Love Sponge? <laughs> Okay. What's what's not okay? What's Nob and Bubba gonna do? Like, are you gonna like, like you know, be like a judge or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, judge for being like. <laughs> uh, but still, it's just like, I mean, uh, we joke around with that, but the, the, the more important question is, she has no experience. She has no wrestling experience other than just being, other than just having the, the Terry Balea name attached to her. So, yeah, and, go on. And the press, okay, the press release for her hiring is just dumb as hell. Like, if, unless you're one of her dumbass fans, like, okay, look, Brooke is one of those people that I don't believe she deserves any kind of fame she gets and the only person, only reason she's famous right now is because she's, you know, Hulk Hogan's daughter and the reality TV show and whatnot, you know? Yeah, and even then, it's like that, that show ended up becoming like, you know, it was supposed to, that, that show used, was supposed to be a thing for her, for her but then it just transformed, it just morphed into something all completely, it just became the Hulk Hogan like walking joke at that point. Yeah, and just listen to this press release, just. I'm I'm really stuttering right now because I reread it and my brain just gets dumber by every sentence. <clears throat> All right, so in addition to overseeing the t- traditional duties of the knockout division, Brooke will bring new energy and direction to the role working with the girls in a variety of capacities. What fucking capacities? And mm-hmm. quote... Quote, uh, this is Dixie Carter saying this. Quote, I have really gotten to know Brooke by working with her on her music career this past year and a half. When we did talk wrestling, I not only loved her passion and the knowledge of it, but the fresh creative ideas she would come up with. She's very savvy. I asked her I asked if she would consider teaming up with me in the this capacity while she also worked on her music and I was thrilled when she said yes. A big personality runs in her genes, obviously, and I know she is going to take an already exciting division of Impact Wrestling to another level. I can't believe I said that entire the entire paragraph with straight face. Not just straight face, you didn't you, you didn't pass out you didn't have like an aneurysm and start bleeding through your nose or something like that. I almost did. God damn. Because I, I was damn near about to hearing it. Yeah. I wouldn't be like the thing is the thing that that caught my attention from that press release was when they said that she that that she's interested like the stuff that like if she her input onto uh, into the product, which means if she's the one if she's the one that gave the bright idea to give to give Eric Young and ODB the tag the, the women's tag titles, we know who to blame. God damn you! Damn dirty apes! Oh wait. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, I, 
I'm already tapped out on this. Like, I there's nothing. I mean, the the, the proof is in the pudding at this point. There's nothing really much more to say than. We're be prepared for the worst. I feel bad for Gail Kim now. I've been feeling bad for her ever since. I've been feeling bad for her since I started realizing that they've been that they've been rotating the same four um the same four knockouts for the same for like the last six weeks. Holy hell! Like now it's gonna get worse. You know who knows like what kind of gimmick or some dumbass storyline they're gonna give to Gail Kim. Yeah, because the thing is that that's the. That's that's another thing when we get to impact. It's like I I think if I finally it finally hit me as I was watching, where it's like they I think they have no one left, or they they're really really trying to push whatever they have left at me because it's like I swear to God I've seen these I've seen these women fight before already, and we've been saying that, and the WWE like at least they rotate everybody pretty well. Yeah, but, you know, we've been saying that for the last few months when it comes to knockout division, for that matter, so... I think we've been saying that ever since we started when we came back, where it was like, when I think I brought it up, I was like, I could have sworn I saw this last... <laughs> like... <laughs> but yeah, I... Yeah, but even... Go on. Yeah, but even before that, like, during our hiatus, like, we would often talk about it, it's like, hey, haven't we seen this match sometime before? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Anyways, Anyways, like it's 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 impacts like bullshit um bullshit theory on on wrestling where it's just like rotate everybody in and out and it's just like no you don't want to be rotating talent you want to use all your talent instead of focusing. When we get to impact, I got something to say because that some, something 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 like, something struck me while I was watching impact. I was like. Huh. Alrighty then. We'll get so, to the impact in a bit. Alrighty then. So let's start. I guess after all that news, I guess we should start off with um, Raw. Yep. Monday Night Raw. Super Show. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, May 14th, 2012. At commentating, Jerry the King Lawler and Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. And we start off with Triple H. Funny thing is, funny, funny that that Triple H is coming out with that robotic arm. That's, uh, I mean, at least they're doing, at least they're putting some sort of effort to make it legit because that's actually the same kind of prosthetic they put on my arm when I broke my arm. Yeah, he's been wearing that ever since Brock Lesnar quote unquote broke his arm. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I I pointed out, like, when you when you watched, when, I saw him because, like, I was talking to you a few weeks back when he came out with with Floyd Mayweather. It's like he didn't come up with anything, but then I started seeing the pictures. Like, oh wait, but that's sticking out of his. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I was like, oh so, wait, I ha- I had one of those. <laughs> that's like, oh, I had I used to have one of those. I think I still have mine lying around. <laughs> hey, I think we found your next cosplay. <laughs> Actually, people were encouraging me to be Jet from uh, from Cowboy Bebop during that t- during that time period with that with that prosthetic arm. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad idea. Just have to cover it up a bit, but yeah, yeah. Anyways, so Triple H talks about Brock Lesnar, how he's essentially a quitter. Yeah, he is a quitter, and I mean, it was a it was a good speech. But then, 
there's a part there's a there's a few parts where he says he couldn't cut it in the UFC and I was just like uh he left because he was about to be fucking killed in the UFC? Like legit? Yeah, uh yeah, if I'm not mistaken, um stomach disease like tuberculitis. Yeah, and then not only that they like like the his first like his first opponent back he started attacking and it's just like Yeah, at that point where it's like, uh yeah, um you yeah, he left for good reasons. Yeah, homeboy wasn't gonna last any longer with that tuberculitis after effect. Yeah, so it's like, uh, yeah, so it's like, when I got to that part of the speech, I was like, even you know that's bullshit. I bet you're lying under your under your TV. Because like, anybody anybody else that that knows what's going on, that's um, that's not all that. That's not even correct at all. He left because he he had no choice. Yeah. So after that. You know, he's a quitter. He's a quitter. He's a quitter. He's a quitter. Talk. Paul Heyman comes out. Yay. Yay. Paul Heyman comes out. And Triple H is apparently served with papers. You know, pretty much. See you in court for, con- you know, contract dispute. And, like, um, it's a good thing to have Paul Heyman because, it's like, you know, um, they're like, like if this is their build up for for um, SummerSlam, they're doing a good job bringing him in and just being like this prick to bring a prick to Triple H, handing him all this stuff in 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 care of um uh, in care of Brock Lesnar. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, okay. So, question for you. I mean, let you said that this is going this is going to build up to SummerSlam, right? Yeah, it's starting to look like it because it's. Yeah. Like, from what I've been so, hearing, they want to keep they want to keep Brock Lesnar's dates. They only have a certain amount of them. They already like got a lot of the dates already out already when he when he came back. Mm-hmm. So they want to keep him off television as much as they can and utilize that time efficiently to put him in SummerSlam and hopefully extend that that time period up until WrestleMania. Now I do have to. Now I have to ask you a question. Do you think Paul Heyman is going to be in the ringside next to Brock Lesnar? You know, he's kind of like a manager at uh, SummerSlam. I've been hearing it, his contract is only till summer. So, like, by the end of the summer, he's gone. So, it's like, I'm pretty sure by SummerSlam, they'll find a way to get him out of the picture. So, Oh, no, no. I'm talking about Paul Heyman being the valet for That's what I said. Brock like, Lesnar. By, by, SummerSlam, oh. he, by SummerSlam, they'll, they'll, they'll find a way to, like, get rid of him. Oh, okay, okay. Hmm. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. All right. So after that court talk, Triple H had enough of that. So he pretty much grabbed Paul Heyman by the throat and pushed him to the rope. And he's like, you could just like, I was a little bit okay. I'm a little bit of um, how should I put it? Evil. So I chuckled a little bit, you know. When hey, like you, Triple H was like kind of like squeezing Paul Heyman's cheek a bit. So he. he Heyman made a stupid look, so like, and he keeps saying, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I oh, laughed yeah. a little bit. No, yeah, just yeah. a little bit. So that's the guy with a with a couple of severed heads and a, and a chainsaw, the Jason Voorhees mask. Hey, it's classic. Indeed. So it's like you know, yeah. you 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 would get a chuckle out of that, and so did I because it's like, I don't know why it's it's Paul Heyman selling of it, where he's just like just being this like. Like this, this slimy little heel being like, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it. Which, by the way, we haven't seen in a long while. 
Yeah, and I think that uh, when you look at Paul Heyman and you look at everybody else, like guys like oh I don't know Don Laurinaitis, you look at those guys, you look at him, you're like, man, this guy, this this guy knows how to this guy knows how to work it really really well. Yeah, and John Lawrence will get to him later. Don't worry about it. We'll get to him later. Oh, but God. yeah, anyways, keep going, but, please. Mm-hmm. So. So Heyman's now gonna sue Triple H for assault and battery. Yeah, which makes sense. Also, mm-hmm. get, it's a good way to get both Triple H out of the picture and also get and also extend this feud as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So first match of the night: CM Punk and Santino. Good God, I never thought I'd see that tag team versus Cody Rhodes and Daniel Bryan. I never thought I'd see that team. <laughs> All right. So. It was decent. I mean, you know, it was um, it was an okay build up for CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I think it's like the, the. I think it. I think they had a. I think they did a better job doing the go home thing and SmackDown than they did on than uh-huh. they did here by having this by having this like having this tag team match. No, no, that go home that go home match at SmackDown that was masterful. We'll get to that later too. Oh yes. But um, yeah, so, it was decent because like I keep I keep I'm always reminded of the fact that Santino, I mean he's a good worker. It's just the problem is mm-hmm. at the same time you know it's like most of the time it just goes one year to the other, and then you paired up with all these other guys and you, it just it feels like they're going down a notch just because of this. And also it's a tag match and it just feels like it feels like an atypical tag match when you when you start breaking it down. So yeah, so all right, so CM Punk and Santino wins. At the expense of Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Man, I feel bad for that boy, but yeah, that's a whole other issue, by the way. Oh, I got when we get when we get to it much later, I got something. I I want to ask you something, so. Yeah. Okay. Much later. All right. So next up, do we even want to mention this? Because this was so goddamn short. It's not even funny. Best Phoenix versus Alicia Fox. Yeah, Beth Phoenix wins. We hear the words Beth Phoenix against against any other against any other diva, with the exception of say um, Kelly Kelly. Um, well, actually, she had a good she had a good match. She had a good match on the pay per view with um. She had a good match on the pay per view, but like when you put anybody else, um, <laughs> it's effectively a squash. Yeah, she but killed, this one it wasn't. Even... She she killed Alicia Fox to the point where she looks like that stuff that looks like that stuff thing she has on her head. Oh, I swear to God, if I ever see, I'm gonna rip uh, that thing out of her head and be like, "Where, where did you fuck? Where did you kill this thing from?" Uh, ever since I saw um, that, ever since that first time I saw that, I'm like, "Where the fuck? Who? Where the fuck did you kill that thing from?" <laughs> uh, from the depths, from the depths of North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a back, it's, it's a back street. Ay, ay, ay. Anyways. Um, anyways, next up is... It's a... Okay, next one is um, Big Show versus Kane. Yeah, the setup here was apparently this is John Laurinaitis' punishment for, for Big Show during SmackDown where he was just making fun of... um. SmackDown and also Raw last week when he was making fun of John Laurinaitis, so he put so he pits him against his old, his former tag partner Kane. Mhm. 
And what's a good way? Of, I mean, what's a creative way of saying you've seen this already before? <laughs> um, replay. Exactly. It's like you've seen Big Show versus Kane. It's the same damn match you saw in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and last year. Yeah. So. It happened. I mean, to me, it just happened. I, I, I don't want to say it's a bad match, but it just happened. You know? And yeah. a lot of it is just Kane carrying the match. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like, you know, God bless Kane. If there's one thing, like, you know, one, like I, I say a lot of shit about him, but at the same time, you know, he's been there for a while, so he knows how to carry, like, at least, like, there's one thing one thing he at least knows how to do is he knows how to carry himself into a, into a match. Especially mm-hmm. when he got a guy like the Big Show to carry, to carry, to carry. Yeah. Yeah, so uh Kane won this match by the way via choke slam. And that's a surprise. And John Laurinaitis after the match just gets in the ring and demands that Big Show gets to his feet and uh fly da da and it's just it, okay, basically it's just like Vince McMahon's kiss my ass club without interest. Or or exposed ass, exposed ass. Yeah, for that matter. Although, yeah. although on the hindsight, because it's not, there's no exposed ass involved, I'm a little bit thankful for that. But still, yeah, true. I don't want. I don't. I don't think. I'm, I don't think I'm ready to see um, John Larry Nice's bony ass. Yeah, so I'm a little bit thankful for that. But still, you know. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, this is a, this is the biggest problem with this with this show. It's just like when when we got to that when we got to that match, I was like, well, no, when we got when we got to that when we got to that segment, it felt like forever. I swear to God, to the point where I, I just fast forwarded because I, I I recorded it. I was just fast forwarded. I was like, I don't want to watch this match. I don't want to see this. Oh, YouTube. It's what? YouTube. Well, not just I had it on my DVR as well. I was just like, oh, no, 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 not YouTube. As in, like, you fast forwarded too because I did too. Oh yeah! Oh, I thought you said YouTube. I was like, no, 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 YouTube. YouTube. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's just like I, I, I hate these segments. I really do. Like even when Vince McMahon was doing it, I hated these segments. Yeah, and and now he's doing it. I will say one thing though. Like when there was that one part where um, Big Show tried to get in his knee and couldn't, and I'm just, I actually sort of felt bad a little bit because, you know. Keep in mind, yeah. he's seven feet, like five hundred tons. So, yeah, not only that, he's had some. He's had back. He's had. He has like back problems over the years. Mhm. So it's like it is kind of like excusing for him to be in that position, but. Uh, so it's like when we get to it later, it's just like, what uh, was this really necessary? Yeah, because believe me, like. Keep this segment in mind because it comes to haunt our ass later. Yeah, and not only that. Ugh. Anyways, in a worst way possible too. Yeah. So Big Show gets fired heartlessly. Yeah, heartlessly indeed. Hmm. So there's a lot of crying involved, and we go to commercial, and we come back, and it's Funkasaurus time. <laughs> There you go, ladies and gentlemen. You go from that, that heart-wrenching segment, quote-unquote, to to Brodus Clay calling his mama. Some fucking booking. 
Yeah, and give me no time to really think about it. It's like, you know, that, that out of nowhere, Broder's Clay. I'm like, <laughs> thanks for letting that sink in. It's just, I'm just like, wait, didn't we just, you guys just, why? Yeah. So, yeah, it was Broder's Clay, Kofi Kingston, and R-Truth versus Jack Swagger, Dolph Ziggler, and The Miz. Which makes me think, I think if you put The Miz with, with, uh, with Vicky Guerrero, I think that would be an improvement for him. Slightly. At this point, yeah, because yeah, at this point, anything is improvement for him. I'll get to that later, too, because he did something. Like, uh, I don't want to talk about that match, also. I know we always say that, where it's just like, I think we're looking a little bit too forward, because I think that's the most fresh thing in our mind, but it's like, ugh. Anyways. Yeah. No, I think no, I think we just keep mentioning over the limit because it all comes together at over the limit and in the worst way possible. Yeah, anyways. So they had a match. And I think it's like I don't mind tag team matches. I just don't I do mind tag team I don't like the thing is when I start putting things like when I start mining things when they start adding in like three man tags and stuff like that and it's just like it's overbooking bullshit for the most part, and that's what it felt like. It's just like it felt like there was just overbooking for er- with everybody. Hmm? I think like they're like yeah. I think like they, this would have been done. I think they would have spaced. I think they would have done better if they had like that they had Brodus Clay do a squash match in between and have like a pretty decent match with R Truth and Kofi Kingston against one of, against against one of the against Jack Swagger and Dolph Ziggler again. Like I don't know. Yeah, I think they botched a little bit when it comes to booking. Like everything just felt so rushed, and this is Monday Night Raw, so yeah, there was really there was really no need for it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so AJ Lee comes up to CM Punk after the commercial, and you know, fanboys, fangirls, I guess fangirling, right? Yeah, fangirling. Pretty much. Yeah. It's, uh, they're there, and CM Punk's like, get this crazy broad off me. And he leaves. Mm-hmm. And he leaves. And after that, we go to Chris Jericho versus the Viper, or now called Apex Predator, Randy Orton. And, I, I, I've said, like, Randy Orton, like I, I, like I said, I keep on, I, keep, I really want him, like, I'm, I've always, I've always been behind him. I, I don't know if, you, well, not always been behind him, but I've been trying to get more and more into him. And this match, she's actually had a pretty good match with Jericho. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's it's proof that over the years, like, you know, he, his ring work has improved and he can hang with someone like Jericho. But then again, too, Jericho, you know, he can have a, he can have a, he can have a match with a broomstick and you know, I think he'll put into, like, a five-star match. <laughs> Don't give him any ideas, man. Hey, it's been, hey. There's 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 um, there's unsubstantiated rumors that apparently like back in the seventies, um, um, Terry Funk fought the Invisible Man and he took that thing to a five star match. <laughs> so it's like it wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't put past I would have put it past WWE at one point or another when they're really desperate to put to do something like that. <laughs> oh, Terry Funk. Indeed. All right. Mm-hmm. So. This was a good match, and shenanigan happened. Yeah, because Sheamus, um, yeah, yeah, shenanigan happened. Sheamus pulled um Jericho out of the ring. DQ. Chris Jericho wins, and Sheamus and Orton just starts to bicker. Yeah, they bicker. And the thing is, like, what I like is like, I think they're like one of the things. That, one of the things I like is like, I think they're not gonna like 
judging from how things are going, I don't think they're gonna change um any. I don't think they're gonna change these men. Like I think like keeping keeping Sheamus as a baby face and also keeping Orton as a baby face it makes that it makes like makes better more sense that these these two guys just hate each other for the most part. Mm-hmm. But I mean they're baby faces, but they like really don't like each other. So yeah. So like it's good that they kept it sort of like that, and we get to when we get to SmackDown in the pay per view, it's like it, that sort of gets more forward. And like I said, mm-hmm. this is still this is still this this proves it also what happened tonight. It was proof that this was indeed like like even though even that like, this was indeed like a really good feud. Yeah. Oh well, I do have a question about that much much later. So we move on to the segment with John Laurinaitis and. It's like he's a loser. He's a loser. And John Lyon, uh, well, John Lyon. God damn it! God damn both of them for having the same first name. John Cena. I know John Cena. I was about to say John Cena, but I said John Lyon. I said, it's like God damn it, same first names. Yeah. Um. This so he comes. Yeah, he comes out just well. mocking. Tell. <laughs> guy just ah oh, he was I mean there, there's some nights where John Cena is just insufferable but this was him at his most insufferable like just like if you like if you hate like this made me for a while this made me hate wrestling yeah here's what John Cena did like every time you know John Lyons would not blah, 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 John Lyons would say something he would just go loser like like a five-year-old kid, not not five-year-old, a uh, fifth-grade kid. Oh my God! Don't. I I think the divorce is getting to his head, man. I swear to God. <laughs> oh shit! You just had to bring that up. I'm sorry, but it's like that's what everyone said. Like every every other show I've been listening to and every other thing is like, I think something. I think something. I think something warped them. Cause like, <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's like, oh my God. How can you be this? How can you be this fucking insufferable? You already are insufferable. How like, how more insufferable? How more insufferable can he get? He got even more insufferable. Oh my god, he did get more insufferable. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, that was that was so fucking awful. Like, I think this was probably one of the worst I've seen out of John Cena. Yeah, you know? and I've seen, and... I've seen, I've, we've seen the worst of John Cena. We've seen him do like, all, we've seen him do a lot of bullshit, and. But this was just bullshit to the max. I mean, the, uh, I mean, the, he was just being I'm not just a little five year old trying to like be like the like trying to be like trying to be like the school prankster, the school funny guy. It's like. There's a limit. I mean, yeah, you can be funny or you can try to light things up, but you don't do that shit. And, and like, I think it's just, like, there's a saying goes that, you know, sometimes insanity can be contagious because I think I actually chuckled at one part of the loser segment, but that, that's only because I think I was going insane watching this piece of shit. Yeah, it's Stockholm syndrome. You start, you start, you start to, you, st- you start to, you start to, um, you start to agree a little bit with with your captives. In this, in this case, the captive was John Cena. Damn you, John Cena! 
Lord. Damn you, John Cena! You've done it! You've done it, you motherfucker! You broke, you broke Stan. He's already broken as is. Why did you break him? Look at <gasps> why. So um, yeah, that, that, so that's it. Anyways, um, that happened. Um, but at the end, they apparently board of directors sent letter to John Laurinaitis saying that the match at Over the Limit will be one fall. Um, it'll be pinfall by submission. Anybody interferes, they are terminated. And should John Linus lose, he'll be terminated. Oh my god, yeah. When they, when I play the recaps of that, it's like they play this weird sound effect of like the, like this like Looney Tunes like sound effect whenever like. Mwah, mwah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this tr- is, that make that makes it even fucking worse. And trust me, it's gonna get loonier later on. Oh yeah. So, so I guess this goes without a question. What do you think of Raw? Normally, this would have been a decent Raw. I mean, if it was any other time, it would be. I would be like, yeah, it was okay. You know, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. But this was a go home. This was a go home night, and to for them to put up something like this, man, this was a bad Raw in my opinion. My my opinion is that there is just way too much talking, especially for a go home show. Yeah, I think that was part of the problem. Probably the biggest problem is that there's just a lot of talking with no, well, how should I put it? No climax, you know, right before the you know over the limit. Yeah, there there's no setup. I was like, apparently you don't really know that there's gonna be a pay per view or not, other than when when Michael Cole and, and um, I was like Michael Cole and Taz, Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler screaming at your <laughs> screaming at your TV saying that that um that there that there is a pay per view next that there's a pay per view on Sunday. So yeah. yeah, it's just that's that's a big. I think I, I was counting the matches. I think there were like four matches. Well, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. One, two. Three, four, five. Okay, I was close, but mm-hmm. man, like the week before, we had a SmackDown with ten fucking matches, and now we're getting this. If they get max, this is why. This is the reason why it's like I don't want. This is why I'm always afraid of of, of three hour Raws because it's like. Imagine three hour Raws with three with three matches with with five matches spread out through three hours with all with with no filler to like to just make you want to just jump out the window. You know what we call that? Bullshit. We call oh well that too, but we call it Impact Wrestling. Yes, Impact Wrestling. Oh God. So you want me to take you want me to take this one? Yeah, since you actually watched it. Well, I don't watch like the first thirty minutes, like per usual. I think that's gonna be a running theme here. Because like, I think I I go into Impact too late. <laughs> but it seems listening from what I've been reading from the from the from our reports, it's like I didn't even miss much at all. So apparently, we start with a recap of the we start with a recap of um sacrifice, um. Bobby Roode retains from Rob Van Dam from Sacrifice, and then out comes out Robbie. Um, I was gonna say Robert Roode, but it's same thing. Bobby Roode comes out. He's like, you know, I'm this, this, and this, blah, blah, blah. And then 
Hogan comes up. Hogan says, you know what? You know what, brother? I'm going to put you in a match next week for our, you know, open fight night. We're going to have four matches tonight, Jack. And we're going to and we're going to determine brother boy Jack dude if between those four guys who's going to fight you on next Thursday. And he gets pissed off and they have matches. So the very, the very first night, the very first of these matches apparently and apparently I just, well, I just sum up that was the first 30 minutes. The so, fuck? Indeed, I don't know what happened here. <laughs> I'm looking through I'm looking through it's like this isn't right at all. Either, you know, I think I'm, I think I may have missed ten minutes or thirty minutes. But they both, they both feel the same. Remember last time we talked about how you missed the, you know, first bit of um, impact, and I told you that it was all just a dialogue, and you were just like, "Holy fuck, I didn't miss much." I feel the same way right now too. Like, I'm reading, I'm reading through this. I'm like, they're just saying, they're just saying, like, you know, apparently everything I just said. Was just was apparently the first thirty minutes. It's oh, deja God. vu all over again. <laughs> oh yeah. So the first match of the night is Bully Ray versus Rob Van Dam. Um, I'm gonna say this right now. Uh, ooh, ooh, I had some good pizza. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was the message. That's some good pizza. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what Bully. That's what that's what Bully Ray said. Yeah. But no. Yeah, Bully Ray uh, rubs him in pizza, but go on. I'm going to say this right now. Um, I don't know if it's maybe because they're more comfortable with each other from ECW. Or, or they've been or they've been in a row for so long. But the Bully Ray and Rob Van Dam, they had a really good match. I think I'm going to say familiarity, you know. Been, I am not kidding. Like, it had a really good match. It was a good back and forth. It wasn't like spot heavy for the most part. But it seems like both men like like I think because they knew each other for so long, being ECW, yeah. WC, um, w, being ECW, WWE, and now in, in TNA Impact, and, like both mm-hmm. men they had they had a really they had what, they, what not not best not the match of the night, but they had a really they had a really good match. I mean, with TNA, you know that might have been just like you know match of the month even, but. I agree with you when you say, like, yeah, these two are familiar with each other. And you know what? When you're familiar with each other, then everything just comes naturally. Uh-huh. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they had a really good match. And then it cuts to it cuts to the backstage. Uh, oh, so the winner of this was Bully Ray after using after mm-hmm. using the self-3D. Um, mm-hmm. And... So it comes to the back, and it's like Bully Ray. He's fucking pissed off because the Kardashians. I don't know why he's. Oh, he's pissed off with the Kardashians because like they're part of his anti-bullying campaign. I'm like, really, homeboy? Really? You got bigger fucking fish to fry than those than than those than than those maniacs. And then um, yeah. So um, yeah. Fallout comes out. Joseph He's like. He just he, he like last week he was just getting on his case for being a bully and he, he just pushes him and he just and he just pushes him away and that's it. So Can I just get... say something. Go on. Okay, I want to say like look, I've seen actually I've seen just I finally saw what Joseph Park looks like, right? Yeah. I actually googled it. Is it me or does he look a bit like um, Brother Love without all the red makeup? He does. 
Actually, he yeah. looks like a more fatter abyss. <laughs> yeah, but the way he's uh, since he's dressed up, you know, like well, classy and glasses yeah. on. I'm thinking like, you know, oh my god, this is you know, brother love 2.0. Yeah, and Bruce Pictures there with the they're in the product, so it's like I wouldn't if they if you put both of them together, I'm like, huh? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, huh. I, I wouldn't be able to distinguish both of them. So you are right. I was wondering, like, yeah, fuck, he does look familiar. God damn it! No, I'm looking at the Bruce Pritchard, um, you know, updated picture, like current picture, and I'm thinking, like, you know what? Dye his hair black and gave him a glasses. You wouldn't be tell able to tell a damn difference. True. Yeah, it's actually yeah, it's actually kind of scary. Yeah, it is. It is very scary. So after that, after after all that, we get, we get into the announcement of last week with King Mo and yeah, King Mo just uh, just said shit about Bobby Roode and the and and Tixie Carter like I'm very happy to have this very very happy to have him here on on TNA. He's always been he's always wanted to be a wrestler. And the guy from Bellator is like yeah, he's cool. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. They're like. I don't know. It just came off like you know, like he had like, from what I've been hearing, it's King Mo's initiative. Like he he really wanted to do wrestling. Hmm. So like uh, he went from he wanted like he's an MMA fighter, but like his his real calling he from what I've been hearing is he wants to be a wrestler. So it's like, who knows what could, how this is gonna end up now? So it's like if that's gonna be the case with him, it's like uh, he might be a little bit like it might it might be a little bit interesting. So maybe I mean. I still have to see him in the ring, though. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's the ultimate question. Yeah. So next thing we have, we have Gil Kim, and she's complaining about she's complaining that you know she's in a three-way match with um Avella Sky and, and and Brooke Tessmacher later on tonight, and you know she's you know she's like she's she's complaining to Madison Rain, and she's like like you know I beat I beat both of them together. Why do I have to pair them off together? This and that, blah blah blah. And I'm like, you're right. You should be you you should be fighting someone else at this point, and you know they, they Madison Rain and, and well, Velo Sky and and Tess Marker come up and you know they like I think um, Velo Sky flaunts her ass and that's you know the segment. You know what? After Brooke Hogan finally established herself as the charge of Knockout Division, I'm sure she's got a lot more to complain. Indeed, so. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, here, here's a good one right here. Oh, here we go. It's a, it's an overnight fight night qualifier, wild card battle royal. Here are the contestants: Austin Aries, AJ Styles, Robbie E, Bobby T, Crimson, Gunner, Magnus, Devon, Derek Bischoff, and Eric Young and ODB. You lost Don't me at Garrett Bischoff. No, I'm not. That's what I wanted to talk about. Congratulations about being so fucking relevant. Now you're in a battle royal. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. It's like, you fucking idiot. I don't, I don't even. Exactly. I, don't, I just started laughing uncontrollably. I was like, oh my god, is that fucking... Literally, I was like, oh my god, it's fucking Garrett Bischoff. <laughs> it gets better here. It gets better. It gets better. Okay. It gets better. So, um, they just go by like. Let me tell you the order of the holiday. Um, so apparently, who the AJ Styles wins this? 
So apparently, okay. apparently Garrett Bischoff is not the savior of the company that that we all were led to believe. <laughs> I never believed it. Me neither. <laughs> Congratulations for being relevant for like two weeks. Hopefully I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. Like I that. never believed it. Me neither. Oh, no, go on. Yeah. Oh. So oh, apparently, yeah, but go after on. this, apparently after this, AJ got the got the mic and he was talking about like the fo- he was talking about his match he had last week, I and mean, the match he had at Sacrifice. And then the events what happened last week, and then apparently Daniels and Kazarian come. Okay, are you sitting down for this? I am sitting down, and I oh. have my drink ready. Uh, you know what? You better get something. I have stronger. water bottle, and I, I I know I have water bottle. I don't think it's. You know what? Hold on. Give me one minute. I'm gonna go downstairs and give me a um can of beer or something. Yeah, you're gonna meet needing it right now. When I like what I'm about to say. Okay. Now. Hold on. You hear that? Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm ready. Okay. So apparently the segment has apparently pictures were not suffice for 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 one Mister for one Mister Christopher Daniels. Oh no! No no. He felt like showing the world video footage of the, of the alleged act that he found last week. So, apparently he cut to a video of AJ Styles taking Dixie Carter to a hotel. Hold on. He's just... Okay, go thing. on. And that's it. He's gonna finish that beer and just try to black himself out now. Watch. <laughs> Go on. That's it. That's that's pretty much the rest of the, that's pretty much the rest of the that's pretty much the rest of the uh, the segment that they just showed that that video. As Eric Cartman once said, "Lame." It is, and it's like this is such a lame, lame feud. And the worst part is like. These two guys could be doing so much more. Ugh. They're being they're being fucking wasted a half there. My God. And not not just that. It's like they're being wasted in a half. And not only that, they're in a this they're in just this awful feud. God damn! But keep going. Okay, so apparently they play a video package of the of Slammiversary, like the first ten years of of TNA. And they play when Kurt Angle beat uh, Samoa Joe's undefeated streak, and then <laughs> Samoa Joe and, and Kurt Angle on the back, and so and Kurt Angle mm-hmm. being, being Kurt Angle says, "Hey Samoa Joe, remember that time I beat you? Good times." <laughs> and walks wow. off. I'm you like, know... <laughs> <laughs> something the way you there, put Kurt. it, like the 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 way you put it, you know, it almost sounds like um. You've seen uh, DBZ or Bridge, right? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like Krillin. It's like, uh, just just imagine Krillin saying that, and it still makes sense. Holy crap. Yeah, because, like, I'm pretty sure it was more said, but the, the gist of it was just that, where he's just being Kurt Angle. I'm like, I think you I think you fell down one, one too many times on your head there, Kurt. I broke my freaking neck! I broke my freaking neck! Ah! 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 Sorry. Uh. 
So, so the next go on. Ma- on. So the next match was Mr. Anderson versus Jeff Hardy, and I mean, I complain about these guys that you know. I mean, I always complain the fact it's like you're fighting the same people, and I think I've seen this match before, but it's just like I don't know, like. These guys, I think they can work together pretty well. And it's like, you know, it's pretty good because, like, Anderson... Good luck trying to get Anderson into a decent match nowadays. And Jeff Hardy, good luck trying to get him sober to to do a good match. (laughs) Okay. So it's like, you know, this is, like, for for both these men who don't really have much in terms of good matches, or, you know, they can have good matches if they they wanted to, but just, like, right now it's like they're not in the condition to. Um... Uh They have they have what I can consider a decent match. Okay. So the the win the winner of this one is this is open fight night for next week and it's for, and it was Jeff Hardy. So they they shake hands and you know this and that blah blah blah. So we get into our next match, which is a triple threat match between Gail Kim, Brooke Tessmacher, and Velvet Sky. Again, I could have swore I've like uh, stop me if you heard this one before. I could have swore I've seen this match before. Stop. <laughs> okay. And winner and still knocked out champ, thank God, Gail Kim. Didn't, um, I mean, I'm reading the result, and didn't um, Velvet sort of, like, shenanigan it? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like, so, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, it happened, so. We need, where's, we the, where's the rest of the knockouts? What knockouts? Those I think those are the only ones. Yeah, it's like uh, is is the knockouts division just Gail Kim, Velvet Sky, Brooke Tessmacher, and um ODB? What? And ODB? ODB? And, yeah. yeah. Is it just That's those? It. And I'm thinking of one more one more person, but it's just like oh, and and I and also Mickey James as well. Where where where's Mickey James? Out recording. I don't know what what the hell happened to Mickey James. It's it. Uh, I want to say like, she's injured, but I'm not sure about that. If she's injured, I'll be damned. Yeah, or like it's either that or out recording another country music. I'm not sure. All right. So the next, the the main event of the, of the night was the last open night fight night qualifier: Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe. As you would expect, this is like a twenty star match. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it, it really was a good match because, like, you know, for all the, for all the bad things I say about Kurt Angle, even with all the crazy injuries and all the crazy stuff, crazy stuff he wants to do, he can actually put up a good match. And Kusumo hmm. Joe, come on. It's Samoa Joe. Yeah. If you don't, if you can, if watch, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna put it to you nicely. If you do, you want to say you? I mean, you want to give Samoa Joe a one star match? Because I'm pretty sure he'll Hell. he'll eat you. If you, if you give him a one-star match. Uh, is that before or after he beats the shit out of me? Um, before. Okay. And then, like, he shit you out, and then, then, the, then, then the real punishment begins. Yeah. No, he's, there's he's just, he's just no way. You, his stools are softening you up first. <sighs> yeah, there's no stools, way I would... His didn't... stools can give a five-star match. His, oh, his, oh, you oh, know his, what? His, his, his big intestines can give can get can 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 give uh, Ric Flair a run for his money. Or Kerry Bishop. 
For sure. That, I'm, pretty sure the, I'm pretty sure the Invisible Man that Terry Funk fought in the 70s can give a better match than, than Gary Bischoff at this point. I now want to see that happen. I want to see Gary Bischoff fight this Invisible Man. Make it so. <laughs> no, it's just like, there was a match. Um, not, It wasn't actually, what was it? It was... When was this? Like 2006? 2007? It was like that's the WrestleMania 23 where it was Shawn Michaels versus Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. And what it was is like he tried to challenge, like, he would, like, for some reason, like, um, Vince McMahon goes delirious. And he's all like, <laughs> he, he literally is like, you know, you know what? You know why? You know why? You know why Shawn Michaels won? Because he had God on his side. <laughs> he literally challenges Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon versus Shawn Michaels and God. <laughs> and it's, 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 that's what you think it was. <laughs> no, okay. I gotta this play this match now. I gotta play that promo. This... Oh, oh my, that was like my favorite promo of Vince McMahon of all time because he just has this look of like he like the the look of the feet on him is just amazing on him. <laughs> okay, oh, I love, I love oh, doing this show. I find my muse of like of, I find my muse of editing while I'm doing this. I know perfectly what I'm gonna put in at the end of this show if I can find it. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah. Oh my, this like oh this was like this was little Jimmy before little Jimmy even happened. Yeah, it, it was, and uh, it, that whole feud was bullshit. But it was just amusing. Just that that. That first promo, like, I've seen promos before by Ric Flair. I've seen promos by D- Dusty Rhodes. I've seen all the great promos. Nothing could prepare me for that promo. It's just like he gave like Vince for first time, first and only time in his life gave like a thirty star promo. And, it's, and he's supposed and to be insane too. That's fucking man. And the invisible fucking man, like this invisible, this invisible fucking god, must fight Garrett Bischoff. That's what we're trying to get at, ladies and gentlemen. And it's gonna be better than whatever Garrett Bischoff put up before. To be honest with you, he got to be honest with you, he got eliminated pretty damn quick at the, in, the, in that battle royal on on um. I was gonna SmackDown. I was giving me SmackDown too much credit <laughs> on Impact <Yeah>. Wrestling. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the, um, I mean, going back to the match a bit, I mean, I'm looking at the elimination order. Actually, he lasted longer than, holy, uh, he lasted longer than, like, Magnus and the Robbies. And Crimson. And, yeah, uh, all three of them, Eric Young, OTB, and Crimson. Yeah, they were the first ones out. Yeah, so. I, I think Eric Young went, went he... after Crimson first. Yeah, only, um, Eric Young went after, went after Crimson first. And then it's like, oh, like you know, Crimson and like Eric Young and Crimson, like they go over the ring and they like, oh, I think ODB, she just goes after him and it's like, wow. <laughs> I think that, I think on purpose that was a comedic spot, but um, yeah, but yeah, it's like yeah. he lasted long, I mean, he lasted long, he lasted longer than them, but it's just like, like still you're relegated now to this, the being this guy in a in a in a in a, um. In a um in a in a in a battle royal, it's like, oh, what's a good way of uh, what's a good way of saying this? Wasn't there is no good way to say this because they they do this all the time on WWE. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say Lord Tensai. Uh, like, oh yeah, that's right. They put on they put on superstars this week. 
So I was like, that's just as that's just as that's just as bad. It's the beginning of the downfall. Indeed. So. Um, so getting back to Impact, what you what you think of it overall? You know, the funny thing is that part with 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 AJ Styles, mm-hmm. I didn't see. Because oh. I think like because like what I was doing in the meantime while I was while I was watching while I was watching Impact, I was making dinner like I usually am. So. I think when this segment happened, I think I was in transition to like get myself situated and eating dinner in my room. Mm-hmm. I think like that's the time I realized, oh wait, I'm I was watching something, and I turned back the TV. I think that segment was already over, and I think they were like on the next segment already. Mm. So I was like, I saw it, and I'm like, this is bullshit. So I was like, no wonder I was like more tolerant then of the show than I am now looking back at the results. But it was not a bad show, you know. All things considered, there was a lot of good I matches. Mean, mm. Go on. Oh no, I, I was gonna, I was gonna allude to Angle versus Joe match, you know. Yeah, they had a really good match, and like I said, all oh, everybody they, they gelled really good. Um, Rob Van Dam and 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 Bully Ray, they had a really good match. Mr. Anderson and Jeff Hardy, they had a really good match as well. I guess the only bad match if you can call it a match is that was that um was that clusterfuck of a match though, like the the battle royal hmm but then again too it's like you know do you put the words battle royal to anything it's you you know what you're gonna get especially in mm-hmm. tna right so and like i said it's like the only thing that, that struck me as amusing is the fact that lol look where garrett bischoff is now Future of the company. Indeed. So, I'm trying. I'm trying to debate if I like this show more than I did SmackDown. But then I saw the pay per view, and I'm like, this was pretty decent for all it for all things considered as well. Now that I've calmed down a lot. Mhm. So it's like, yeah. So it's like it, yeah. it, it, it. It was like I think. I think also it's because. We had that horrible set. Now looking back in retrospective, it's not as bad as fucking John Cena being a being a total douchebag. Yeah, nothing. I think I'll, nothing ta- I think I'll would... take. I think I'll take. I, I think I'll take. A, I think I'll take the sex video of AJ Styles and 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 what's her face? Then then um. Dixie Carter. Then Dixie Carter. Then what? Then watching another segment of of John Cena just being a total goofball. Yeah. So then. Without any further ado, let's move on to WB SmackDown, May 18th, 2012, in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Home of chocolate, oh and, yeah. Yes, the land of chocolate. And we open up with John Laurinaitis and People Power. And he's talking, and, um, you know, and CM Punk comes out. Yeah, and CM Punk pretty much. Come... Oh, what's up? Pretty much, Punk just verbally destroys him. Yeah, this should have been what John Cena should have done. And yet, here we are, Punk picking up the slack. Yeah, and I mean, I think I I hate these. I I I I always hate this. I I hate this feud going into it, and I I hated the feud between John between CM Punk and John Laurinaitis. I, I I mean it just reeked of uh, I mean 
it just reeked of uh, Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon, but just like, with, with that one, there, there was a purpose, and this one, there really wasn't. And, yeah, at the end of the day, I was just like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, well, in any case, um, what's it called? Um, Johnny Johnny Lawrence made a match for CM Punk because, well, CM Punk talked against him again. Yeah, it's going to be against Kane. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that later. Yes. And then after Punk leaves, like, for a little bit after talking, he just snapped at the entire crowd. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Pretty much like, you know, this is all your fault. You, 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 you. And you can all go to hell. Damn. Harsh yeah, words. damn. Mm-hmm. That's why I said I was just like, damn. Indeed. This is probably the first time I've actually seen John Lyon snap to this degree. Nah, I think he snapped somewhat when, like, you know, during the, um, like, couple weeks back when when John when John Cena when he confronted John Cena, but I don't know. No, no, at the cra- at the crowd. Okay, the crowd. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Like he just like snapped at the crowd, so that happened, and we go into our first match of the night: Kofi Kingston and r Truth and Little Jimmy, aka the New Freebirds, versus mm-hmm. Darren Young and Titus O'Neil. And unfortunately, guess who does the job on this one? I'll give you a hint, little Jimmy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, now, cause I like... will. S- well, go, go on. on. Oh, you go. No, no, first. you go. All right. Cause I want to say that I want to mention that there was one spot that I just went like, "Holy crap!" In which that Darren Young just. Backdrop suplex Kofi Kingston onto the apron, and I was like, "Oh, damn!" I tell you, these guys, these guys are hungry. These guys want to. These guys are proving themselves really well, all they're worth. And it's just like it's kind of a shame that they they lose it, that they lost this week, especially going into like such a high momentum for these last two weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's the thing and- I didn't like. But at the same time, you know, hey, you gotta keep you gotta keep these two, you gotta keep these two together. You gotta keep one person strong going to the pay per view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this was all to make um, Truth and Kingston look stronger going into the the open limit. So, and this was the thing. It's like, and here's my little problem is that, like, they could have picked Usos for this just as easily. But yeah. I can understand why they, uh, at the same time, I can understand why they did this. Because they need someone heel to go against, up against Kingston and Truth. Usos are face right now, so they wouldn't make much of a sense. Yeah, and you wouldn't want to put it against Primo and Epico, not yet at least, because it would like kill any momentum they're trying to put up for them. Right. So this was the only viable option. Not that I like it, but I see why they did this. I think it's time to worry if like next week they're on Superstars or something like that. Okay, then I'll be pissed. Because it's like, oh my god, like I'm already starting to see the light with these guys and nothing. Hey, yeah. See, I'm telling you, like, these guys are legit. Alrighty then. So, what's the next match, my good man? 
We have a jobber alert. Jobber alert. And it's Yoshi Tatsu in the ring without any TV entrance. And oh. guess who comes out? Our intellectual savior, Damien Sandow. Damien Sandow, yes. He makes in he makes way into the ring and then he just starts talking, you know. If I could beg your indulgence for a moment. My name is Damien Sandow, and I am here to help all of you. As WWE's intellectual savior to the masses, it is his duty, nay, his passion, to set all of us free from the chains of ignorance. One fourth night ago, he stood on the precipice of ushering in a new era of enlightenment that the unwashed masses desperately yearn for. However, much to his dismay, Upon his arrival at ringside, he saw that he was pitted against an unworthy opponent, Derek Bateman. He rejected the op- I rejected the opponent, so as to not subject everyone to witness such an ab- abhorrent contest. Sadly, he f- I find myself in the same vexing scenario this evening, Yoshitatsu. This alleged superstar is an unworthy opponent. Hey man, just because he wasn't superstar for a while. <laughs> Therefore, I cannot and will not demean myself by engaging this ignoramus this evening. And as always, I do this for benefit and well-being of everybody. You're welcome. And then Yoshitatsu begins to do the stupidest... Is everybody on NXT the stupidest person on Earth? Correct me if I'm wrong on this. Cause I want I want to say no, but you also have to keep in mind Yoshitatsu is not that good in English. Oh no 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 no! No, because I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to do what's what's aptly called in the what we like what we like to call the the McFly gambit. Oh yeah yeah that's right that's right yeah. He tried to he tried to do the McFly gambit, which we've seen done with like we've seen Triple H do this perfectly with with um. No, we see. We saw. Wait, we saw Undertaker do this perfectly to Triple H during during their feud for WrestleMania. Don't think it works the other way around. When you know when you know you're gonna get your ass kicked by someone else. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm saying this is like, um, <laughs> as long as it's just like Derek Bateman last time, he tried to invoke this and he like he tried to he tried to. He he said he saw he saw Damien Sandow walk out and, he, and what he got was right back. So he's like he's got to be the stupidest human being on earth. So I mean I'm not I'm not gonna question Yoshitatsu's intelligence here, but it's like does he at least have the half of mind to understand that that you you just don't do that sometimes? Well, this time though, at least he didn't get right back. So <laughs> thank God. <laughs> yeah, because what happens is that Yoshitatsu gets a microphone and he calls Sandow chicken. And he started imi- imitating chicken, and Santa just takes off his robe and just dashes into the ring. He's wearing a bright pink tight, by the way. And, and Santa like purple, just and, pur- and purple like um, and purple knee pads. It's like the greatest. Right. Like, it's like the greatest ring gear ever. <laughs> and he just wails on Yoshitatsu and. He got him on a fold, Nelson, and just bashed his head onto the turnbuckle like rapidly, and then he finishes the Tatsu with the um, arm trap neckbreaker before leaving the ring. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> so technically, match. Yeah, it was a squash match, unofficial as it may be. It was still a squash match. Because like, yeah, I mean, like I said, he like he um, Yoshitatsu tried to invoke something he just can't, and he did, and he did it. He got burned. And really he got bad. it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. That was Damien Sandow moment. Yeah, and to be honest with you, it wasn't. I mean, seeing him now in action, he's pretty good. Even though it was a squash. Oh. I I liked what I saw. Oh, believe me, like he plays the heel wrestling technical part really well. I mean, I've seen his couple matches in FCW, and yeah, he is good, especially playing off heel parts. Like he use he even uses the ring part as part of his weapon. Like, uh, let me put it this way: uh, at one point, he used the the ring apron banner, right? To cover his opponent's face and then just wail on him. Damn, son. Yeah, damn, son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... So I am really looking forward to his first official match. Yeah. Even if they keep him this, it's a good to build- this extent, I'll, still, I'll mm-hmm. still enjoy it. Yeah, this was a good build-up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we move on to the backstage with Matt, St- Matt Stryker as he interviews Seamus and Randy Orton. Mm. Fella, 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 yep. fella, 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 fella. Randy Orton's like, I'm Randy. Oh, it's just taking a, yeah, it's just taking a jab at each other, pretty much, you know, like saying how, you know, Randy Orton saying like how he used to be a hothead like Seamus. Yeah, if there's one thing I like, it's like the interaction between Sheamus and, and Randy Orton, they're, they're pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. In, and in, it almost feels... so... It's yeah, and memory. you can feel the... Oh, no, go ahead. No, I'm done. Okay, no, I was about to say that in you, know, you can just feel the chemistry between those guys, like when they cut interviews like this, you know? I and never like I thought that this moment... Go on, finish your thoughts. I never thought that this moment was awkward. That's all I want to say. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, these two guys work really well. I I think that's the most excited about this feud. All these men, all four of these men, Alberto, Rio, Jericho, Sheamus, and Randy Orton, they work really good with each other. And right now, I think the focus is more on Sheamus and Randy Orton. Yeah, but I don't care. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so. Trust me, this... All comes to fruition much later. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that soon. Yeah. Next match is, you know, Long Island Z, Zack Ryder, woo woo woo, versus my boy, D. Bry, Daniel Bryan. I'm sorry to say this, but Zack Ryder was just out, was out, it was outclassed in this point. He did put up a little bit of a fight, but still, yeah. The winner by Yes Lock, D. Bry. Yeah, it's like. It, 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 he's way out of his league, you know. When when the minute that Zack Ryder, the minute Daniel Bryan's music hits, like, uh, oh, poor Zack Ryder. Why can't you fight the Santinos of the world? Yes. Some more <laughs> of his speed, or at least yes. our truth. Some like, I mean, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> my God, like I'm I'm pretty sure he's like worth a thousand Zack Ryder's. 
As of right now? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I have a thousand. All right. Joke's yeah. over. Joke's over. We go to the next match. Now, before we go on to the next match, I should mention that Daniel Bryan, after beating the hell out of Zack Ryder, joins the commentator booth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, We'll get did. to that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did, and this is crucial, by the way. CM Punk versus Kane. Yeah, CM Punk versus Kane. Um, it was a decent little match, but I think the end of the match was more memorable to me than it was the actual match itself. Yeah, because what happened is that um, Brian gets up from his seat and starts... He just starts, like, stalking Punk with a steel chair in the hand, and you think that he's about to whack CM Punk. But then he turns around and whacks Kane in the back. So pretty much disqualifying... Yeah, he disqualifies CM Punk. On. Yeah, and then, and then, and then, um, and then Daniel Bryan just like just makes a duck, just makes a leap for, just runs for it, and leaves the and leaves a chair nearby CM Punk, and Kane thinks that it's CM Punk that attacked him, and he just starts to and he, then he starts murdering CM Punk on the on the scene. What a heel! This, this. Is how you build a feud night before the pay-per-view. Not that bullshit on Raw. Oh no, 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 no. It's this. This was methodical. This just put more heat on Daniel Bryan. And this also effectively puts CM Punk in a handicap. Thus making that championship match that much more intriguing. You add that to what happened at... uh, that little short segment with AJ Lee on Monday Night Raw, this is already looking far better than any match combined in Over the Limit. Not just that. I mean, what I like is that they use the fact that that you know that Kane would go would go attack. I mean, Daniel Bryan thought that well, okay, I can't just attack him. I gotta make sure that I I find a way to do it more effectively. So what he did was he attacked Kane to get Kane to to go after Punk. Smart as fox. Indeed. Holy hell. Holy yeah, hell. Like that was a what can I say? I just I just love it. Yeah, that was just fucking brilliant. Like great execution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so smart is what comes up after, which is champion versus champion. Santino Marola versus Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, you can already hear him groan. Yeah, and Santino wins, and that's the damnedest part. What a fucking cobra! <laughs> yeah, which is Cody Rhodes is at... above this. <laughs> I keep saying, man, like poor Cody Rhodes, you know? Oh my god, yeah, it's just I don't know what to think of I don't know what to think with with, with what they're trying to do it's just do they want to unify these belts do they want to like do something with these belts like it, why are they feeding them to Santino ah I don't like this at all yeah it wasn't pretty so they replayed the big show firing they really want to shove it down our throat for yeah, over the limit or something that. yeah yeah 
So we get to the main event, Randy Orton versus Sheamus, and damn, it was just beat down. It was just like brawl. They go to through. They go through two commercial breaks for this, so it's like tells you that they they really want to play. Like they put thirty. They want you to devote thirty minutes of your time for this. Yeah, and it was really back and forth. Believe me when I say that. You know, especially towards the end. I'll tell you this much right now. Daniel Bryan, like I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus is a good, it's a good matchup. But I think for the next couple of months, I think having Sheamus versus Randy Orton would be like the most ideal and best situation because I think these two men can go really good, good, good go at it. And I think I know why. It's because those two also share very similar style when it comes to wrestling. Hmm. Yeah, you notice it too. Like you watch this match, like their style is really identical, you know. Yeah. So it's like, I I wouldn't mind either either men going at. I wouldn't mind that both men going at it. So. Yeah, and it was just like back and forth. Like it was just like you know, um, R- RKO attempt, um, failed. Orton ducks the broke kick, and then Sheamus counters RKO with a schoolboy. That's how he wins. Sheamus wins, and Randy Orton was trying to make peace with it, like you know, saying like, "Oh, you got me, yeah, you got me." Yeah, and then me. they shake hands, shake hands, and out of nowhere. RKO. It's just oh, Orton just like stands over. RKO. It can come out of nowhere. Yeah, and 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 guess what? He had that like heel smile on his face, that that sadistic smile. I don't think I don't think I don't think they're gonna make either. Like the thing is, I predict that either men that no men, uh, both of these men are not gonna go heel. I think they're gonna keep it a face versus face thing because like I I'm starting to see a little bit that they're trying to that their shame is really trying to get over and Randy Orton he is practically the face of SmackDown at this point. Hmm. Well, so all right. Like, have them trade off, like you know, have them trade off Alberto Del Rio and, and Jericho for a nice couple of pay per views heading towards SummerSlam, and have them have like a big, a big blow off match, like both of them at like you know, at SummerSlam. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, it is possible. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. The thing is, like, if that's true, then. Shouldn't we be able to see Del Rio or Jericho watching from side at least? You know, just yeah, that'd be observe. Nice. That'd be yeah. nice, especially like now that we like I don't know, it'd be, like hang towards like you know, like I said, like like we already had the pay per view, so we'll, like we'll we'll know everything once once that that clears up like this week. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, what do you think of Raw? I mean, Raw, Derp, SmackDown. I hated Raw. <laughs> you hate it, Rob. What'd you, okay, good. What'd you think of SmackDown? It was really good, really good. A lot of good matches. Yeah. It, it was it was match heavy. That's the thing I keep on. That's the key like, thing I keep. Uh, that's the thing I like about about SmackDown. It's just like if if Raw is just terrible, SmackDown was there to save the day. And this week it was like there were some meh matches here and there, but I think like I think I, I think it's gonna be attributed to the fact that they're they're trying to set up everything for the pay per view. I'm pretty sure once once we once that's all said and done, when when we go back to it next, when we get back to the routine next week, we'll be we'll be fine. We'll be fine after that. I mean, here's the thing: Raw put focus on John Cena versus John Laurinaitis. SmackDown put heavy focus on CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan, which they should, of course, and also and, and also the four way. Right, and 
they promoted those two matches for the over the limit just effectively and perfectly. You know, so I love the hell out of this SmackDown. Even the squash match with between um, between Yoshitatsu and Damian Sando, really good. Yeah, that, that was just not only did it surprise me, I'm just looking at this like, okay, now I'm pumped for the whatever Damian Sando does next. Yeah, I mm-hmm. really want to see what they do next. So, <sighs> all right, so yeah, so if they. Uh, I don't know how I feel because I actually did enjoy for the most part over the limit. So it's like I don't know if this I can give SmackDown my my show of the week, but well, we'll just see what happens. I mean, we'll, we still sorry I just had to put down something, but we still have to go over over the limit because we are recording on Sunday, May twentieth, and over the limit just ended. So yeah, yeah, we saw mm-hmm. it. It wasn't like uh this happened. This happened in such vague terms. No, we saw it. Yeah, I hope. And no, I kind of did. Yeah, you know, okay, barring here. a few lag here and there. Yeah, same here. And like, I didn't watch. I like, like, oh, I pulled a Ramsey's and I didn't watch like the first thirty or so minutes. So, I, I think what threw me off when it comes to um, over the was there were a few matches that got announced the very last minute. Yeah, we'll get to those because there's so matches. There's one match here. It's like really. Yeah. And this is the first one, by the way. Okay, so we're going to go over this. Mm, WWE Over the Limit pay-per-view, May 20th, 2012. Raleigh, North Carolina, PNC area. PNC arena, I should say, area. Derp. So we kick off with People Power Battle Royale. One that I just mentioned, a.k.a. the match just got tossed in last minute. Mm -hmm. Where earns the shot at the Intercontinental or United States Championship. And I, I, I don't want to list all of them because there's one too many people. I remember, like, I remember Drew McIntyre. Yay! <laughs> your boy! Your boy! Your boy, Drew Mac. D-Mac. Drew Mac, Drew Mac. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I swear, he, he has potential! Use him more, for God's sakes! He's really good. Um, Don't be allergic. I think, he won't bite. Um, <laughs> I think for the, I think for the most part that this was like you know most part this was like NXT superstar. It was looking down the list. I'm like, it's a who is who of who was on on NXT. Yeah, but Tyler Rex, I say most. Kurt Hawkins, what the fuck, man? I know Tyson Kidd, JTG. <laughs> The 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 JTG come out with his new gear. Please tell me because I saw that gear. It's like holy shit, he needs to come out with this shit. I can't remember that well because I think he did. Like even if he did, then I think he got lost in the shuffle somehow. <laughs> Let me surprise. Like you look at all these names. It's like I'm lost. I'm lost right here too. So you might as well just cut to the chase. Yeah, there was one person that's neither superstar nor NXT. That is Christian. Christian! And this was out of nowhere. Hell yeah. This was good. This was really good. This made me yeah. happy when I saw and, this. Mm-hmm. And be happy be happy more because Christian won the battle royale. Oh after yeah. the match, Christian Yeah. After the match, Christian points at Santino Morales, 
WWE United States belt. So you like at that moment, I thought to myself, "So long, Santino." Boy, we were wrong. Yes, we were very, very wrong. Indeed, but like and, that, that's but, a, we'll get to it later because like I have some conflicting <laughs> thoughts and I want to know what you think. So keep going. All right, so WWE Tag Team Championship between the new Freebirds and. Swaggler with Vicky Guerrero. Was this match announced? Yeah, it was. Okay, good. Because I could have swear it wasn't. Yeah. No, no, it was announced. They just didn't announce it that much, you know? Yeah. That's the problem with these pay-per-views. Like, we, we, we care so much about the main events that when, when stuff like this happens, like, was this announced or was, was, or was I imagining things? Or, you know, what's up? I mean, you know what? I will say this, that um, this was decent match. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty decent yeah. for the most part. Like, I, like I hope there's other tag teams that they that they can go that they can put up against. Cause, but the thing is, also I wouldn't mind if it's Dolph Ziggler and Jack Swagger together for the next for the next couple of pay per views. Cause like those 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 two are really good and they jive really. Yeah, they can. With... They have chemistry. No. Oh yeah. Hmm. That's more than I can say for some of the tag teams out there. But they work well, so they just need that opportunity to be pushed further. I don't know when that's going to happen or if that's ever going to happen. But, you know, that something to push them. Yes. Well, the, those Ziggler can work like, I swear to God, he can work like for like 80 people. He's another guy mm-hmm. who can fight the Invisible Man and still put a, like a twenty star match, and the guy can bump Pretty like much. you wouldn't believe. That's all I gotta say. Like the man can can, can like make you believe he's dead. <laughs> oh jeez, this is like I have this thoughts in my head, but you know that's for a whole nother time. Oh, but yeah. but again, Kingston and Truth retains. Hmm. Hmm. So. You know, Vicky Girl is disappointed, sky is blue, birds fly, grass grows. And little Jimmy's Jimmy's. And Jimmy's, yeah. Yes. So we have the next match, which is um, Divas Championship between Layla and, Layla and Beth Phoenix, which oh my another... God. Oh my god, that was actually a really good match. Yeah. I was shocked at the quality of this match, especially with, the, with Layla involved. Because I, I, I said, is it, like, Layla's improved. But I didn't realize how much she's improved when you put her right next to Beth Phoenix. But then again, too, Beth Phoenix, holy shit, she's, holy shit, she works her ass off. Yeah. And I knew Layla improved much. Like as soon as, soon as I saw her first match again, first comeback match in Raw against uh, Natalia, and t- like I told you, yeah, that you told me. I, I like, love that. Uh... Yeah, I love the hell out of that. Now you believe me. You know what? This is not the first time I've done this live on the show. But this is not gonna be the last time. I'm gonna eat my own shoe right now for this, for just for, for for not believing you. Yeah, and I wish Layla and Best Phoenix would just keep up the feud because like if they keep up, if they can keep producing just such quality matches, then yeah, I don't mind. You know, because I, I honestly like aside from Natalia, I. Honestly, cannot think of anyone else. Yeah, and 
Yeah, that, that, I mean, you can put any, you can put other people as well. Well, yeah, I guess like, but they need development. Like AJ, Caitlyn, they need like <sighs> some more time to develop. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, but I'm saying like you, AJ... can ha- you can have you can have you can have Layla beat them up and have like Beth Phoenix, have Beth Phoenix and Layla again at the next pay per view and such. Again, this could be something you can like build. The, the thing, the theme of the show is like building up. That's all I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. build up, build. Like you know, back in the days, we used to have like we didn't mind having like two two out of three. We didn't mind having the same fight over and over over again at each pay per view. That's that's called building up. That's called building up a good match. Mm-hmm. It's not like TNA where it's like they don't know because they don't know who to, to who to rotate with. Here in this case, you we know there's so many there's so many deals you can work with. But what's work like right now? What's working? What you you gotta work with what works right? What? what <coughs> Whoa! You, you need to work with what you got right now, and in this case, Layla and Beth Phoenix works. Right. Have, like, and uh, they worked. They worked tremendously marvelous. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, oh my god! Like I like I like I've never seen like I have like been a while since I've seen a divas match. This like you know. This physical in my life, but then again too, mm-hmm. I saw the, when you put the words Beth Phoenix, it is gonna be, it is gonna be like a, it is gonna be a kind of a good, especially with someone with that's just as, as equal in terms of training. Yeah, you're you're in for a really good match, and this one was not disappointing. And Layla retains the WWE champion, by the way, but you know she still took those you know hits like a champ. Oh my god, there was a spot where she was she was working her leg on on the on the rail. Oh, the, the the injured knee. Yeah, that yeah. was just painful. Yeah, especially with, like, I mean, like, look, I, I look, I, I've had a broken arm. I have a broken arm myself. I know how much that shit hurts. Even if you just like, even if I lightly tap on it, that shit hurts. Yeah. So you know, kudos to Layla. Mm-hmm. So we go to our next match, which is WWE World Heavyweight Championship between Sheamus the Champ versus Randy Orton versus Chris Jericho versus Alberto Del Rio with Ricardo Rodriguez. Holy fucking shit! Match of the fucking night. Could be match of the year, even potentially. I mean, here's the thing: you might say the next, you might say the the, you might say the next, the next couple, you might say the. Daniel Bryan versus versus Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk one was good. I love this match. This is how I think next time when when WWE starts wants to do another four match, they have to look at this match. They they really seriously have to look at this match, and this is how this is how you book a four way match. Like my God, my my jaw was just on my desk. Cause what I like is like there was no downtime. There was no downtime. Like bam, 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 bam. Yeah, and it works even better because after all the build up these four people have, it's finally come to fruition in this golden, shiny, awesome. Yeah, and the thing is, you you believe now that Sheamus can can have the belt because it's not by some dumb fluke that he wanted because he just punched because he kicked um Daniel Bryan in the head. He, he he worked his ass off. Everybody worked their ass off in this match. And like I said, it's like 
it, like the thing that surprised me was like there was like no time no one was like when you see these four matches it doesn't look like like all four men are on the ground no they were like on they were on their top game they're like holy fucking shit this might be yeah. my favorite like four way match of all time ooh that's a bold statement because like there is like most of the most of the time I see these four way matches they're like uh there's gonna be like it's it's always like okay one guy it's always gonna be like. Okay, what two guys are gonna fight? The other two guys are gonna be like, you know, laying the laying the ground somewhere or hiding somewhere, and then oh, magically they're gonna start appearing, and then they're gonna then the other two guys were fighting before, and it's no, this is like more like like all four men were involved at all times, and I like that. And I think what works is that all four men are also athletic type of wrestlers, because oh, yes. um, yeah, because a lot of the um, four way matches I watched, um, a lot of them tend to have one big guy, one slow guy. And having that guy in a four-way against, like, three other guys that are faster than it just kind of slows down or, at the very least, make that big guy sort of irrelevant because, you know, he doesn't move that well. Yeah, it's like you have Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, and Randy Orton, and the Big Show. Take one well, guess which one's right. the... Take, take, which, take which one's the missing... Take which one, take which, pick which one's the one that's not going to work in this match. Right. But in this case, like you have, you know, Seamus Orton, Jericho, Del Rio, you know they can move. You know they have endurance. You know they have technical um, prowess. So it works. Like I said, I I I was surprised. I thought like I was even though I was really hyped for this match, it proved that like, you know, sometimes I can be right I can be right on these types of matches. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people just got more than what they bargained for. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should be. Like I think, I think this is like I think the match. I think it's gonna prove people that people more people should be paying attention to SmackDown. I hope so, cause SmackDown's been getting pretty damn good. Oh yeah, it's getting really damn good. And if this is the quality you're gonna get on SmackDown, please continue this. Yeah. So we move on to the next match, which is another one. Of those I didn't know this match is even in this pay per view. Oh God, this is the match I wanted to talk about. The Miz versus Brutus Clay. Miz comes out dancing, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, you fucking goober. Okay, let me ask you a question. Between Miz dancing and Michael Cole dancing, which one would you rather take? I don't know. They're both. They both suck. The Miz, because he has a better jacket. <laughs> Want that, can, if there's one thing I like about the music, he's a fucking swag jacket. I want that jacket. <laughs> just wear it uh, around. Just like, just wear it, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna like when I get a, when I get money eventually, I'm just gonna save up and buy that jacket and just wear that all around. Like it's gonna be in the middle of fucking July. I'll be at Comic Con like with all these people with swamp ass. I'll still be wearing that. I'll still be wearing the jacket. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Don't forget your music. Like bring like a you know Michael Jackson CD and just start dancing in the middle I of the hall. Just fucking dancing! Oh my god! Oh yeah, my god, that was such... Michael Jackson. Yeah. And what the fuck yeah. is up? With... Oh my god! Ah, <laughs> uh, anyways, keep going. And I think the worst part of it is that the match again. It just happened, and this is the this is the same type of match I've seen at you know SmackDown before. You know, two weeks ago even. Yeah, this is the same one where, where, where this is the same one that the Miz was like. If I wanted to see, if I wanted to see 
if I wanted to see King Hippo, I would go play Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yeah. Why is this in the Why is this in the pay per view? I don't even. Oh yeah. So yeah, and the winner here is the Funkasaurus himself, Brodus Clay. Again, no surprise. Yeah, he devoured he devoured the Miz like he like a hungry hungry hippo. He like like a hungry hungry hippo to a marble. Yeah. Now, before we go on to the next match, I just want to mention this. And there was a segment before the Miz versus Brodus Clay that Cody Rhodes was it with Eve Torres, and then Eve talks about John Lawrence being so brave, and then Rhodes then talks about Christian making the right choice of challenging Santino for the WWE United States Championship instead of Cody Rhodes. Noting he, Cody Rhodes, would have embarrassed him. And then Christian walks up and says, like, you know what, Rhodes is full of crap. He also tells Rhodes that, you know what, I changed my mind. I'm going to face you for the Intercontinental Championship instead. To which I said, I don't, to which I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Because, like, I like both men. And you're not, you, I'm sure you did not like what happened after WWE Intercontinental Championship between Cody Rhodes, the champ, and challenger Christian. And Actually, believe it or not, look, go on. You say your say your words first. Oh no, go on. And I won't say even what I sort of liked it. Yeah, it was a good match. Here's the thing, though. I like both men. Yeah, that's I that's, didn't uh, mind. That's I did I not was... mind Christian winning the belt. Mm-hmm. But it was also the same time. It's like Cody Rhodes just won this at WrestleMania. But I like Christian. Yeah. I don't mind the belt. So I'm very conflicted right now. It's like, I'm not feeling bad. It's like, what do I do? <laughs> I, I want to say that this is a prelude to the Christian versus Cody Rhodes feud. I hope it is, because that would be a really good yeah. feud. Yeah, because honestly, Cody Rhodes got nothing right now. So might as well just put him in a feud with Christian. Yeah, because they just they 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 effectively just took the big show and put him in a, in a they put him in what could be the worst the worst segment the worst booked um feud ever. We'll get to that later. Yeah, but it's like still, it's like this is what you should be doing. Like Cody Rhodes and Christian, my God, this could be good. Yeah. Like, like this, is, like here's the thing. Like, if it was like any other title, if it was a WWE WWE title. And they were just hot potatoing it around. I would be pissed off because like you're you're effectively destroying the the the, the way it's supposed to be like it's grandeur. But at the same time, I wouldn't mind them hot potato hot potatoing the belts back and forth if it was say the intercontinental belt. Because that way, at least it makes the title relevant. Yeah, because you know, people hey, are gonna they're fighting. They're at least fighting for something here. Hmm. And, so and people like, are gonna talk about it. Yeah, and the thing is, like, um, I was remembering, last, wasn't it last year that Christian and Randy Orton had them had 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 that um segment had that um matches between each other? Hot potato matches. Yeah, hot potato, hot potato the 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 world heavyweight title between each other. Yeah, yeah. Night after Christian won the heavyweight title. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, like. In that case, it just it just killed the world heavyweight belt for a while. Like right now, it's starting to be a little bit more relevant. 
Because, like, Seamus is, like, hopefully, I think they're going to keep it on Seamus for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it since it's the inter- Intercontinental Belt and it's Cody Rhodes who needs a feud like this and Christian who needs a feud like this. Yeah. This is going to be good. Like, oh. if they do it right, this is going to be good. But I don't know. Like, I, I'm always afraid. It's like Christian's not getting. It's not getting any younger. Also, I'm like always afraid. It's like, oh shit, he's gonna like. It's gonna happen again where he's gonna break something bad. I'm like, oh shit, I don't want to see. Well, he had time to recoup, so you know. Hopefully, hopefully, you know. Hmm. Yeah, just crossing fingers. Yes. So we get to the next match, which. I was really anticipating CM Punk the champ versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. And it was a really technical back and forth match. What can I say? It's what you. It's, it's yeah. It's exactly what I anticipated. And I think that was a problem. I was expecting him to go above and beyond it because I know both these men can. But I think, yeah, like I'm not like I'm not pissed off. I'm just like you know. This is what this and, is what they are. Yeah, this and, is what they are. I mean, going back to like going back to last year, you know, when they had a match, that was technical heavy too. If you, yeah, you know, if you same, remember, yeah, but if you, with a little just, twist at the end. Yeah, the, the twist at the end was actually like I said, you were more pissed off about it than I was. I actually didn't mind it. I actually liked that twist. No, no, I said I want. I didn't say I was pissed, you know. Well, not I pissed. think that Maybe you know the words. But yeah, go on. Yeah, I think I was. I think the correct term is that I was a little weirded out, you know. But yeah. at the same time, at the same time, I realized that okay, this could further the feud, which I'm okay with. Yeah, and that's that's why I like it. I was like, I don't mind this ending, especially if it's this is, this is if if this is what they're planning for the rest of the summer. If this is the rest of if this is what we're gonna be seeing for the rest of the summer. I don't mind. As long as you don't put any AJ bullshit, as long as you don't put any like outside bullshit, it's just about Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. If you're gonna put any AJ bullshit, put him like put it like the beginning of this. Like I wanted like the big payoff to just be just CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. I don't want any other external bullshit with him. But there was a bit of a prelude with AJ and Raw, you know, and and I gotta get, I gotta hand it to the um, the booking, cause like they just effectively threw me off with that particular segment. I thought it was gonna end with AJ shenanigan, but I thought so we, too. Th- oh my god! Yeah, god. yeah. Didn't even see a hair of her. Oh, thank God. So if you're wondering about the, if you're wondering about the match, um, how it ended, um, Brian had had um, CM Punk in the yes lock. But um, he put him in such a position where he put him on his back. Well, he put his shoulders down, and CM Punk got the pin. One, two, three. Mm-hmm. And after the match, like we go to the replay, and you know what? Punk did tap out around the second after the fin- pinfall. Pinfall. So saved by the fucking bell. Yeah, barely. So like I mean that's why that's why I like it's like both men know each other's limits so it's like who knows what's, what's gonna happen next. Whatever it is, I'm looking forward to it. Holy exactly. hell! Exactly, same here. But like I said, like I like yeah. this match, but it's like I liked more the 
I like more the four the four way tag the four way match. So again, now again, I don't blame you because like I love the hell out of that match too. But you know, I'm right now I'm putting CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan on par with that four way match just because you know. I, First of all, that this match I've been anticipating since it was announced, and oh, yeah. you know, it's that little like bias in me being fan of both these guys. I mean, you talk about like how you like you know Christian and Cody Rhodes. I mean, I I don't know where to begin with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Well, you've been following CM Punk and Daniel Bryan a lot longer, like you know, like even like during the Indies. Like for myself, the reason why I picked the the four ways is like I. I like all four men. I like all four men in the match, and they brought like I like being genuinely surprised by matches, and that they brought them. Fuck, they brought us, they they surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, I mean, hell, again, I agree with you. You know, I wouldn't mind really. You know, indeed, and I wouldn't I mind mean, this match just, either. So, yeah. so, how about this? Yeah, both, really, like, how, about, so... how about we say we make it a tie, but like each other, we take our own match. Done. Done. So. All right. All right. So keep going, my good man. The next match is another one of those why is this match even here is that Ryback versus Camacho. I thought at first I thought at first because they brought out Hunico and Camacho. I thought they, I thought they were going to bring out Sin Cara. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> but then I heard Ryback no. so like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> <laughs> I think both of us would be pissed if we see Sin Cara because, like, like, motherfucker doesn't deserve to be on pay-per-view this late. Not just that. It's like, it's like, it's like the first match back, he, like, he, he does a springboard and just lands on his, lands on his arm, lands on his, like, <laughs> wrist or something like that. And, like, yep, there, that's all, that's the Sin Cara we, we're, we, we, we all know and love. <laughs> Maybe this not he'll end on oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'll land on his ass this time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, break it effectively, and he's out for like six more months. I'm like, oh, fuck. motherfucker. <laughs> no, no, you know, you know. I keep thinking, okay, every time I look at Sin Cara, like, and how he just, he's just like, faced with a botch of mania, and I'm thinking, you know what? Like, why do I get this feeling that even he's gonna botch the pyro? Like, like, oh, I don't know, Akiba Rangers, you know? He just jumps over the rope, and the pyro goes like five seconds after. <laughs> just, it just, he starts, he's just. He starts to run with his hair on fire. Oh god! Oh god! His mask is on fire. Like, oh god damn it! No. <laughs> I'm just, for me, I'm, I'm just waiting for that moment that he lands on his wrist on a tramp. Like he lands wrist first, like on the ring when he does his trampoline spot. That's what I'm waiting for. Oh, ouch! Ah. Uh... Uh, it, it's it's amusing because, like I said, like the very first show we did, we we're excited for him. Now we're taking bets as to what's his what's his downfall. Amazing. <laughs> like I can think of the worst case scenarios. Like he just jumps over the rope, right, and he lands on the ring. The ring just collapses. Sinkara. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't do it. No, 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 you said. Actually, that should be a, that should be a new gimmick. You should be like the Shabun Carolado, where he just like like all this super shit happens. Is like you know, he has his own catchphrase and then all that shit. Come on, was, this is booking like this is like gold right here, man. This is like I, you know, what's the worst? I should shut up because then I might actually do this. So go on with the next match. 
<laughs> um, by the way, Ryback won this one. I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone actually um, counted on Kamacho to win this one. Really? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> by the way, I found out. You know, you know who Kamacho is? He's son of Meng. Yeah, it's like really you're you're gonna, you're gonna really pawn off this guy as Mexican. <laughs> Well, he always wears, like, sunglasses and a, you know, bandana, so it's kind of tough like, to some people. That's like Mexican-America. You're trying to pawn off these guys who are not even Mexican as Mexican. I mean, holy hell, like, Saita isn't even, you know, Mexican. She's Canadian! Yeah, at least, at least, um, at least Meng Jr. looks kind of Mexican under yeah. the, you know, you know, under the shades and the, you know, drag. Yeah, it's like, that's the thing that surprised me, like, really, it's Meng Jr., my god. Mm-hmm. Anyways, keep going. I wonder what I wonder what I wonder what what Mang's thinking of this. Like he watches his kids become like a you know Mexican. Well, knowing the stories about Mang, I bet you he's like he is like pissed in a half or something like that. Where you know he is like ready to like kill kill a motherfucker. I'm surprised he hasn't already. I'm surprised either. Yeah. I will so say the last. Else. Before you mm, go on, that, go on. They, they, they did show something that I was like, oh my god, I gotta fucking buy this. They showed a promo for the best of the Clash of the Champions. Oh yeah, WCW Clash of the Champions DVD. Oh my god, I want to buy that DVD so bad. Okay, how about this? Give the audience one reason why they should buy it. Sting versus Ric Flair. All Clash right, of there the we Champions <laughs> 2 or 3? Like back in 1988? That's the definitive WCW match of all time. Alright. I believe it. Alright. Mm-hmm. Alright, so WCW Clash of Champions DVD. When it comes out, buy it. At least just for that match. Or if it's on Netflix when it comes up, just watch it. Because, like, like, the one thing I like about those DVDs, like those compilation DVDs from, like, WCW and AWA, they're really good. Because I have the best of Starcade. Holy shit, that is a great DVD. Hmm. I should look into that. I mean, I still have Netflix, so maybe we'll have a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we get to the last match of the night, which is oh. John Cena versus John Laurinaitis. Yeah, you can already tell that, you know, how this is going to turn out. I'm like, you, you can, that's like a, it's like a, a balloon deflating right now. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, for the most part, it was just Cena. Why am I surprised? <laughs> yeah. Cena's doing the job, and then, yeah. Like, it's just Cena doing everything. Like, I, it's just, oh, man. Like, I'm sorry. I'm trying to forget this match. Because <laughs> yeah. it was just, and then, it was just bad. Uh, Okay, let me, let me TRDL. Let me, t- let me TRDL it. Um, John Cena, he worked his ass off. John Lemmon didn't do shit. Big Show comes out. He does something. He, pull, he, he, rolls over John, he rolls over Johnny Ace. One, two, three. Johnny Ace wins. Yeah, pretty much what happens at that um, Big Show just knocks Cena out. And just Lauren Iris covers Cena. And then, so John Lauren Iris keeps the job. And after the match, Big Show helps John Lawrence to his feet, raises his arm, and just walks off. Yeah. And um. and this is just this is where I want to say that like 
What the fuck just happened? Yeah, and like here we go. We're talking all these matches, like match of the year, like my match, my favorite, my favorite match of all time. And then we go to this. I'm like, uh, like whatever momentum that this mat, this entire pay per view had just shot down like a shotgun to the feet. With that, it's like shotgun to the leg that just that just knocks you over, and you're just kneeling over no, like no, a stub for a leg. No, no, you know what? Let me take it further. Shotgun to the balls. Ooh. Yeah. Look, look, here's the thing. Match was bad enough as is. Okay. I figured the match would be bad because, you know, there's no way that Johnny Ace would be able to wrestle, like, after all these years. You know, I knew the match would be bad, but that at that end, like, when Big Joe just, like, knocks Cena out, pretty much like how Flora and I is just like, um, yeah. Uh, question: What the fuck was the point of wasting my thirty minutes of my life with firing a big show where he's crying his eyes out and trying to kneel to the ground? What the fuck was the point of that? Yeah, that's exactly the point. You effectively did everything just to waste our fucking time for this. You could have done something a lot better. Where it's like, uh, you want to prove my loyalty to me? Uh, well, you. You go with me, and you'll be the guy wrestling. It could have been a John Cena versus Big Show feud, and, you know, you could have had um, the Big Show as, like, a begrudgingly heel, where he's like, I, oh, I have no choice but to be the, you're going to keep my job, I got to do this, man. And I bet that's what's going to happen. We go to Monday Night Raw tomorrow, right? And that's exactly what's going to happen, is that, like, you know, Big Show comes out and goes, like, you know, uh... Mr. Norinitis gave me one more chance. If I knock Cena out, then I get my job back. I'm sorry, but I had to do this. I yeah, bet you that's going to happen. Yeah, sad, pouty face. Sad, yeah. crying face. Like, oh my god, stop that. Oh my god, you can be, like... The thing is, like, I, like here's the thing about the big show. I don't, like, I want to like the big show. Like, they're doing stuff to push him. Like, there has to be something in him. But they're not doing anything to do... To make me to make me want to be behind him. Anything he does is just more infuriating. And this is like if this is what they're gonna do with him, that's an effective way to piss me off. And this is gonna piss you off a little bit more, and I'm gonna bring you down memory lane a bit. This is not the first time. Okay, let's say my my prediction comes through, right? You know, Bitchell comes up and say, like, you know, I was forced to do this because I want to keep this job, right? Yeah. Guess what? WWE this is not the first time WWE ever pulled crap like this. The last time I remember doing some, they do something like this is JBL and Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels start, yeah, that, yeah. That's another feud I hated a lot as well. Oh my fuck! Thank God that feud was only like, like what, like only for that pay per view. Thank God. But <laughs> oh my god, yeah, because it was only for like the month of September. That was the, that was the feud. That was it, and then. Mm-hmm. He he was he went up that that was a that was a setup for him to go after Undertaker for the first time. And I will say this, okay, if Big Show becomes you know Johnny Ace's lackey for more than one pay per view, I'm tossing table. You know what? But you but you better you better get the table ready. You better that I, I sure as hope that table can take another flip because I'll flip it with you. Now fuck it, I'm gonna set this on fire. There you go. Do yeah, CW style. Damn right. Exactly. The best way. 
So, so barring this, so barring this bullshit, what do you think of the pay per view? Barring this bullshit, it was pretty damn good. I love the hell out of it. Like, okay, save a few matches, like you know Ryback and um, Brothers Clay matches. Mm-hmm. It was great. Oh, holy crap! Like, if I could just forget those three matches, like this would be perfect. Yeah, in the perfect world, there will be a, there will be a there will be a Blu-ray version of this of of this um, pay-per-view without those three matches, and it just be the rest of the matches, and mm-hmm. it, like there'll be an extended cut of there'll be like an extended cut with a, a match of um uh, CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan and also the four-way match where it goes on for like two hours straight. Mm-hmm. So like I can't yeah I can't believe I'm saying this but even that you know clusterfuck of battle royal at the way beginning is far better than John Cena versus John Laurinaitis. Yeah. I I even dare say bro yeah I even dare say Ryback versus Camacho was a was a, was a way better match than that because at least there there was at least fighting. Yeah, and and okay that's another thing is like you know. Ryback versus Camacho was right before the main event of John Cena versus John Lyra. Like, to me, the, the biggest problem with this entire pay per view was it, the order it was booked is just horrendous. You know, Ryback versus Camacho should have been way back. I mean, like, way back. Like, let's say somewhere between Divas Championship and the World Heavyweight Championship four way match. That's where the Ryback match should have been, not right before John Cena versus John Laurinaitis. All right. You know, and better yet, like they should probably they should have probably moved the John Cena versus John Laurinaitis before CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan. You know. You know. At least in the perfect world that would have been the case, but it's John fucking Cena. Yeah, I get that, but you know, yeah, I know, perfect world, yeah. Yeah, it's just like order booking just pissed me off. So I mean. Great pay-per-view, but just comes far short of becoming perfect. Yeah, it's just like you when you when you have a like, and it's not just that match. It's just all these other matches where you're like, huh? So it's like, combined with combined with that bullshit match at the end, you have like what could have been a what could have been a really great pay-per-view. Like what could be two of the best matches of, what could be two of the like two really big contenders of match of the year. And yeah, just like they have all these. Yeah, like, and then you end the night. On there. Mm-hmm. And then you end the night with that. It's just like, really? Why the fuck did I even bother staying? Yeah, and what can I say? Yeah. I, so I love, all like, right, I said, like right now, if you know, we're like, oh god, why are we talking about this? Yeah. Why can we talk about the four way again? Okay, let's talk about four way again. No, no, I think we talked enough. We talked that I think they talked that went to death though, in reality. Yeah, we sucked yeah, we sucked not cock, didn't we? Oh yeah. Yeah. But um uh, any I'm gonna, final thoughts? Yeah, but I'm Yeah, I'm probably gonna give this like I'm gonna give it like seven point five out of ten. Going by our going by our uh by, going by the plastic joint star scale. I give it a uh, three stars. Okay, that's pretty good. Because in, in terms of the show itself, it gets three stars. In terms of the matches, because like like the thing, I don't want to. I want to give it a little bit higher because it has those two matches. But I know. Time, like, everything else has. Everything else just bogs it down. 
Yeah, and that's why, okay, in plastic joint scale, I guess I give it three and a half. And I think that's exactly why I'm giving it three and a half. Like, you give it three stars, I give it a little bit higher because of the two matches, you know? All right, fine, I'll give it three and a half as well. Fuck it. Oh, whatever. No, like, the thing is, like, but, like, yeah, you're, you're fucking right, yeah. Um, um, those, like, I, I, I can't, like, those matches weren't, like, that can't be that much of a deterrent to, they can't give, they can't be that much of a deterrent to having all these other matches. Like, those, those, those matches can't be a deterrent to having the rest of those really great matches. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say, you know, if this comes out on DVD, I say see it, but just skip through some of the matches, okay? Yeah, if you skip, they, like, that's the beauty of DVDs, you can just skip most of the things already, so. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure also this is going to be on someone's compilation. I sure as hope that at least the, the four-way match will be on, on someone's DVD, and also the Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk, that has to be on someone's DVD down the road as well, so. <sighs> Yeah, I, man. Hell, even the even Natalia and not not Natalia, even Beth Phoenix and Layla, that's gotta be on some sort of like like best of divas DVD if they make one like the best of the divas championship down the road. You know, considering what we have so far, yeah. Yeah. Mhm. So. So that's about it. Oh yeah! Oh shit! Oh, that was a good. I know. Episode. I, here I was, I thought, like, I was, I was all pissed off. I was like, no, you gotta get your fucking ass here because we're gonna fucking do a show. But it's like, now that I finally got everything out of my mind, I'm like, I'm at peace now. You are at peace. Yes. Now, how long that would last? That's another question. So, yeah, it comes with a heavy heart that I think this is gonna be our last show for the like, next two weeks. We're gonna go on a temporary hiatus. Stan is going up to San Jose for for next couple, for next couple of weeks. Anime. Oh yeah, and unfortunately, fortunately for him, he doesn't have to suffer through wrestling. I might actually. I mean, I still have to watch Raw tomorrow, and then, Dude. you know, for some, if I could, I try. I try to catch SmackDown, but you know, I make no promises. Unfortunately, I would have to. That unfortunately, I would have to be the. I'll be, I'll be the sacrificial lamb for that. But oh well, that's a different. That's a different um, story for a different cause. So. But plus, we'll, plus, it's not the first time. Oh yeah, we've done this before, and I think well, I I came out a little bit more insane. Trust me. Okay, so here's the deal: if you are going to fanime and you want to talk more wrestling, I'll be there. Hit me up. And if you're in the San Diego area and you want to and you want to talk wrestling, fuck off. I'm not gonna talk to anyone. <laughs> marks. <laughs> there, I pull a I pull a stand. Are you proud? <laughs> No. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay, fine. Son, I am proud. Now go fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. Get my line. Let's get out of Luthez. Anthony Aroka. Antonio Anoki, damn it. <laughs> now you're going really old school. Holy shit. Of course. No, but um, yeah. but, like you know, hit us up. We'll be there. But we'll be we'll tr- we'll be back and we'll be we'll be charged. We'll be recharged. We'll talk about what the latest in wrestling is. So we'll be back yeah. in about a week or two. Hopefully, there yeah, won't be that our... much of. Hmm? Well, well, projected our next recording will be June second. Yeah, if if not earlier, if not later, if not, you know, just 
like just say something and we'll and we'll do it. Mm-hmm. And if like I said, if you want, if you really want to, if you really, really want to get our, our thoughts, just, just hit us up. Find us on Facebook. No. Find us on Twitter. We'll we'll fucking talk your ear off if you uh, about wrestling. Oh, believe me, he will. Oh yeah, trust me, I will. And I yeah. will tag you in photos that you will not that you don't want to be tagged in wrestling related. Believe me, this guy Ramses is challenge accepted, twenty four seven, three sixty five. Yep, I'm like the hardcore title, yo. So, all right. So before we really close the shop, I want to make a quick announcement. Alrighty, go for it. <clears throat> Pro Wrestling Gorilla presents Death to All But Metal in Reseda, California, Friday, May twenty fifth. I am gonna miss it out because I'll be in fan May. Fuck me. Featuring World Championship title match between Kevin Steen versus Brian Cage. Grudge match. El Generico. Ooh, yeah, I know. It's like that's a kill Steen kill match. Indeed. <laughs> like, I don't care how good Brian Cage is, and believe me, I've seen Brian Cage. He's good, but holy hell, Steen's gonna kill him. Grudge match. El Generico. Versus Ricochet. Singles match. TJ Perkins versus Ryan Taylor. No DQ tag team match. Holy hell, this could be good too. Super Smash Brothers versus the Young Bucks. Holy Singles shit. match. Yeah, no DQ. Mm -hmm. So this could easily spill outside. Oh yeah. Yeah, and let me tell you something. I've seen Young Bucks in a no DQ match. Um, that was during uh, Fear last year. And yeah, they went all out. Holy fuck. Oh yeah. So expect good th yeah, expect good things out of this. Singles match, Michael Elgin versus Wooly Mac. Another singles match, B-Boy versus Famous B. Six-person tag team match between Candice LeRae and Rock Ness Monster versus Ray Rosas, Peter Avalon, and Joey Ryan. Again, that is death to all no, that, uh, that death blah, blah, blah. to all but metal. Death to all. That's to all but battle. Thank you, Ramses. Reseda, California, Friday, May 25th. Ring Bell rings at 8 p.m. Or not, because they usually fucking run late anyways. It's it's when It starts whenever the fuck they want to, and it ends whenever the fuck they want to, because that's how Pro and Gorilla works. And you know what the funniest thing is? That's exactly what Excalibur says every night before the match. <laughs> Yeah, before the opening match, you know, this is PWG, and we start whenever the fuck we want. Um, so, is so um tickets are are still are they still available? Let me see. General admission ticket is yes. All right, so the front row tickets all sold out, so you're not gonna be able to get any yep. any of the young buck action right in front of you, unfortunately. But it might spell outside the ring, so you know you might be able to catch it. All right. So anyway, that might be cool. Mhm. Mm Alrighty then. So, yeah, I, I, uh, like I said, it's on my bucket list of things to do. To go to a PWG match, and I yeah, will dude, come up. I will, I, I will, I will. When I will eventually, but I, it is on my bucket list of things to do before, before, before I expire. Yeah, I mean, let's you know, we'll make it happen somehow. Okay. Ah, uh, don't worry. If we if we have to do a pagan sacrifice and sacrifice the virgin, we will. Trust me, we will. 
I know I know a couple of people. <laughs> All right, so why don't you close the shop then? Alrighty. Without virgin sacrifice. Ah, damn it! <laughs> All right, you can go home now. We're not gonna need you anymore. I'll pay you. I'll pay those twenty bucks later. Trust me. Just, just go. Anyways, now that now that the stand broke my heart, you can find us at. <laughs> You can find us at www.plasticjoint.com. Again, the website is www.plasticjoint.com. As for me, I am Ramses Rivera. And I'm Stan the Man saying, I'm gonna ring the fucking bell. But you see, last night was not about a wrestling match, no. No, 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 no. Last night was about making Vince McMahon endure his own personal hell. Now, having done just that, I feel as if this this great weight has been lifted off of my shoulders. I no longer have to deal with Vince McMahon and his oiled up, orange-tinted body strutting down to the ring. I no longer have to deal with public urination tests and marching bands and pointless Oscar speeches. Now I can finally do what I've asked 
Vince McMahon to do a, a long time ago, and that is, I can move on. And speaking of moving on, I thought since the popular thing these days seems to be to want to beat up John Cena, I figured, hey, why, why, why can't I beat up John Cena? <laughs> and better yet, why can't I do it for the WWE Championship? Wow. Here we go. Forget that Shawn Michaels doesn't make matches. This man can, though. The last time we saw Shane McMahon, he was handcuffed and forced to witness the, the destruction of his father by Shawn Michaels. Whoa, 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 ladies and gentlemen, where are my manners? Let's give a warm Chicago welcome to the newest member of the Vince McMahon Kiss My <laughs> Club, Shane McMahon! That's, that's my favorite last memory of Shane McMahon. You would enjoy that. I thought HBK was a magician. Shane almost disappeared last night. <laughs> Less than 24 hours ago, after being wheeled out of this very arena on a stretcher. It is my honor and my privilege to introduce to all of you the chairman of the board, my what? father, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You gotta be kidding me, I thought he was in a hospital somewhere. Stand up, boys. Show no a little respect. Oh, oh, look, 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 look. That's something that's lacking around here in perfect. I'm glad I didn't, but I would have been a paycheck that we would not see the chairman, Mr. McMahon, here tonight on Raw. Well, he's there, but he's hurt. He's hurt bad from the looks of this. He's the most resilient 60-year-old chairman you'll ever see. You have any idea what you've done? You have any idea, Shawn Michaels, what you've done? My devoted wife, Linda, was backstage at WrestleMania, and she witnessed what you did to me. My sweet, innocent daughter, Stephanie, likewise was backstage. She, too, witnessed what you did to me. And by the way, my daughter, Stephanie, is six months pregnant. But nothing, nothing can compare to the emotional scarring you put my son Shane through. When you took his face and you shoved it all the way up into my rectal cavity. And then you handcuffed my son Shane to the ring ropes and made him watch as you took liberties with me in the ring. You may not realize this, you may not care, but my son Shane is psychologically and emotionally scarred for life.
And yet, and yet you, Sean, you want to move on? You want a championship match? Let me tell you something. There's no chance in hell for that happening. Matter of fact, I've got two words for you, Sean. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you, you've got two words for me. <laughs> you, you've got two words for me. Well, guess what? HBK in Chicago got two words for ya! disrespectful Chicago that is one loud DX chick well, my two words for you my two words for you are divine intervention let me repeat that divine intervention because you know damn well I was on my way at Wrestlemania of ripping you apart limb from limb until you had some unexpected help. You had, you had help from God. I mean, essentially, it became a handicap match. Me versus you and God. There you go again, God. There you go again. Picking on me. You always were a bully. Whoa, whoa, hey, Vince, I don't mean to... I don't mean to interrupt your, whatever that is, your delirious rant you got going on there with the Almighty. And, and who am I to judge could be the meds. I don't know. Or it could be that you have finally, finally gone completely insane. Uh-oh. But, but, you know, bear with me, Mental Monty. Do you, do you... Anywhere in this, I don't know, somewhere, do you have a, a point? Yeah, I've got a point. The point is this. You can't win. You can't win against the McMahons. You nor anyone else in the world can beat the McMahons. You can't do it. You see, you may win a, a battle or two here and there, but you will never, ever win the war against the McMahons. And by the way, pal, that's exactly what you're in. You're in a war. And that war for you is going to continue because I'm going to get a lot better. My son Shane is, he's going to get over this emotional scarring, I'm telling you. In less than four weeks' time, at Backlash, there's going to be a tag team match, John. It's going to be you and your tag team partner, the good Lord Almighty. That's right, you and God versus me, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and the product of my semen, it's my son, Shane. Great. Well, I think he has snapped. The product of Is that really a, a, a tag team match? I don't know if, as far as Mr. McMahon's concerned, it is. Can he do that? I mean, Michael's provoked this. This is Shawn Michaels' fault. But I don't know that we've ever seen the Lord in a tag team match before yeah. in the history of his company. I think Mr. McMahon has really finally snapped. He just booked God. <laughs>